0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au Hey, you've
1: done it. You've tuned WIA and the National News Service for Week commencing October 18, 2015. I'm Graham VK4BB. Aussie Balloon ditches in the Southern Pacific. The flight launched Saturday, October 10 by Andy VK3YT is the latest in his series of small balloons over the last two years carrying an amateur radio payload. It took a zigzag course over eastern Victoria then headed north to Wallaga Lake in New South Wales. Leaving the Australian mainland, it went near Lord Howe Island, north of New Zealand and across the International Date Line. It was tracked by stations in VK1, 2, 3, 4 and VK5, plus ZL1 and 2, with stateside observations including Virginia, Georgia and Pennsylvania. It was Jim W3BH in Penn receiving it who confirmed that the small balloon had descended halfway between Australia and South America and, after a three-day flight, was declared lost. The world still listens for Anzac 100 stations. On Saturday, October 24 and for 48 hours, we remember through VK100 Anzac, William Henry Kibby of Adelaide awarded the Victoria Cross posthumously. This followed his actions over several days during World War II at the Battle of El Alamein, 1942, where he personally assaulted an enemy post, firing his Thompson submachine gun, killing three of the enemy and capturing 12 others. The Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society commemorates the actions of this Glenelg man, whose medal adorns the Adelaide Town Hall. From Thursday, October 29, and for a week, the Waverley Amateur Radio Society as VK100 Anzac commemorates one of its early club members, Anzac Signaller Lance Corporal Daniel Williams. He served with the 1st Signal Squadron, Anzac Mounted Division, and the 2nd Signal Squadron, Australian Mounted Division, from 1916 to 19 in Egypt, Palestine, Jordan and Syria. Claims for the various awards on offer under the WIA ANZAC 100 program will be sent after the event closes December 20. That's the date 100 years ago that the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps left Gallipoli. Each ANZAC callsign event is to upload a log of contacts they make electronically using the facility provided. These are then put on the electronic QSL system, eQSL. The WIA is not processing hard copy logs for the operators of Anzac suffix call signs and all Anzac events regularly mention that eQSLing is available. Despite this, a few direct QSL cards have been received by the WIA office and via the Bureau and thought is being given to a generic QSL card in response. However, the rarity of VI0 Anzac at Casey Base has resulted in EQSL card printouts also being sent via the Bureau. The VI9 Anzac callsign won't be activated until the WIA annual meeting on Norfolk Island in May of 2016. This AGM and Open Forum weekend in May on Norfolk will be a memorable occasion. May 27, 28 and 29, an opportunity for many to visit the tourist attractions available airline flights, accommodation options and program event details plus a booking form. You know where they are. WIA.org.au
2: This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au
1: WIA Board Talk and the WIA Board continues the office change process. As reported earlier, the WIA Board had a face-to-face meeting in August to develop a plan for the future and introduce change processes that would facilitate a better customer focus for members. The Board is fully cognisant of the change process causing an unsettling period and it resolved to move through the process as effectively and efficiently as possible. The current role of examination officer is using the services of a temporary agency with Petra carrying out the task admirably. The WIA office is currently reviewing all processes and identifying where improvements can be made. John Longrow, VK3PZ, has resigned as the WIA Treasurer and the Board thanks John for his efforts for the past six years. Expressions of interest for an honorary Treasurer will be called for shortly. In line with the benefits of the ACMA's new Spectra system, it's important to note that the WIA assessors no longer collect licence fees at assessments it conducts. The new ACMA licensing system requires it to generate a licence fee. It takes about four or five weeks to receive a licence following an assessment, and this time it is expected to improve significantly. September has seen an unprecedented influx of call sign applications and certificates of proficiency issued. The WIA has issued 128 new call signs and 86 certificates of proficiency. Now, some members have had a problem when retrieving or changing their Memnet service passwords, but the cause has now been found and fixed with thanks to the provider of the secure Memnet service who has been extremely helpful. So log in now to either check personal details or register as a WIA member to receive its many benefits.
0: Are you an amateur radio user or user? Whether it be the WIA... Your local club? Show your support in a tangible way. Support the providers you utilise.
1: Now, having worked in commercial radio broadcasting for many a year, in fact, well over 50 before I uh, retired, it was always drummed into me and I drummed into others, never apologise on air. Why? Because most of the listeners wouldn't have even noticed that there was an error. But in this case, I will apologise. We've had quite a few inquiries as to Where in the world is Ono? Well, Ono's still supplying WIA material with his What is an F call, but we have had so much material from the WIA itself, which is absolutely fantastic, it's been a long time coming, that our 30 minutes sort of gets eaten up very, very quickly. But when we can, we'll be bringing Ono to you. And those in VK6, never fear, Ono's still on air over there. Jamboree on the air 2015 as we whip around VK, VK2 and 2015 is the 20th year that members of the St George Amateur Radio Society have operated for Jamboree on the air as part of the Endeavour Boree Brigada. This year is expected to be no different to previous years with about 1,000 guides and scouts attending, easily the largest Jota station in Australia. Operating with the club call sign VK2LE from Kernel in Sydney, Captain Cook's landing place, the operators will be seeking contacts from other Jota stations both locally, interstate and overseas. Why not give them a call after this broadcast? During this weekend, the Jota station will be on air from 10.30am to 10.30pm local Kernel time Saturday the 17th and 9am to 2pm today, Sunday the 18th. And also remember, official scouting frequencies are in the special interest group news section of this, the WIA National News. And this WIA National News service has a brand new frequency in Albury,
2: Wodonga. The Albury-Wodonga Amateur Radio Club has commissioned the first stage of their multi-band, multi-mode repeater system on the VK2-VK3 border. The VK2-RAY repeater is now operational on 70 centimetres on a frequency of four three eight point five seven five megahertz with a minus five megahertz offset no ctcss tone is required at this stage to access the device the repeater site is at the hume weir overlooking the albury wodonga region and initial tests show that coverage is excellent up and down the hume highway The next stages of the AWARC project is the commissioning of a 2-metre multimode repeater with FM and D-Star and commissioning of a 6-metre repeater. It is expected that the 2-metre repeater will be operational by the end of the year and the 6-metre by early 2016. Once the 2-metre repeater is commissioned, the VK1WI broadcast will be transmitted on the repeater every Sunday. At present... It's broadcast on 147.525 MHz from a site in Lavington, which has coverage of approximately 60 kilometres. This is Frank, VK2BFC for the Albury-Wodonga Amateur Radio Club.
1: Still around the VK23 area, a history of wireless exhibition takes place in Castlemaine, central Victoria, October 31 to November 3. Graham Knight, VK3GRK, reminds all this is the Melbourne Cup weekend. There'll be a working telegraph station and a working amateur radio station on display, both of which will be able to send messages for you around Australia. The four-day display will cover the use of communication technologies from the telegraph network around Australia to the use of computers and satellites. The exhibition will be held from Saturday, October 31 to Tuesday, November 3, from 10am to 4pm at the Old Telegraph Station, Barker Street, Castlemaine, That's in central Victoria and it's right next to the post office building.
0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
3: International News. I'm Jason VK2LAW. IARUAC meets in Bali, Indonesia. The International Amateur Radio Union, IARU Administrative Council, met October 9 and 10 in Bali, Indonesia, just ahead of the gathering of the IARU Region 3 Conference. It sets overall policy and management for the IARU and has urged all IARU member societies to encourage their governments to recognise the importance of the Amateur Radio Service and its radio antennas. The broad resolution calls the IARU to advocate for planning and development regulations that properly recognise the importance of an amateur radio antenna and do not place undue restrictions on antenna erection and to discourage fees for the use of an amateur antenna. It suggests advocating that the amateur radio service has a non-pecuniary nature and is popular in the student and senior communities. The IARU has also completed its preparations for the World Radio Communication Conference to be in Geneva next month. The IARU positions and strategies for each of the WRC 15 agenda items that may impact amateur radio were reviewed, including proposals for a secondary amateur allocation near 5.3 MHz, possible future agenda items for the next WRC, anticipated in 2019, include an amateur allocation at 50 MHz in Region 1 and global harmonisation of the 1800 to 2000 kHz allocation. It is anticipated that a significant IARU effort will be needed for WRC-19 to defend the amateur allocations between 137 and 960 MHz. In light of the pressure for spectrum for small non-amateur satellites, close coordination of regional IARU efforts will be required The growing demand for satellite coordination in the amateur bands has led to the adoption of revised terms of reference for the IARU Satellite Advisor and to agree in principle to new guidelines for satellite coordination. A Deputy Satellite Advisor has been appointed to assist. In a departure from recent IARU practice, it was decided to adopt a continuing theme for the annual World Amateur Day on April 18 each year, of celebrating Amateur Radio's contribution to society. A special appropriate theme may be adopted for any given year. A plan to collect consistent licensing data from IARU member societies was formulated and agreed. Fox 1 Alpha launched at 0549 PDT on October 8, 2015. Launch and deployment was successful. Papareco Zero, Sierra Alpha Tango, Oscar November 4 Hotel Fox and Romeo 2 Alpha November Fox all heard signals on the first pass. During the initial checkout period when the satellite is in range, every two minutes you will generally hear about five seconds of data followed by a few seconds of a voice ID and possibly a second data packet. You may occasionally hear data mode, which Chris Golf Zero Kilo Lima Alpha has described as sounding like an old-fashioned telephone modem. If you should happen to hear what appears to be QSOs, please resist the temptation to join in before the commissioning period is over. Since Fox 1 Alpha was properly coordinated through IARU as an amateur radio satellite, has been successfully launched and its signals have been received the AMSAT North America President has issued to Fox 1 Alpha the designation AMSAT Oscar 85 or AO85. Also designated an official satellite is the Indonesian Bird Lepan A2, which receives Oscar number IO86 or Indonesia Oscar 86. The International Humanitarian Award. This annual AWRL award goes to a radio amateur or group who demonstrates devotion to human welfare, peace and international understanding through amateur radio. The prize that includes a handsome plaque recognises those who have used ham radio to provide extraordinary service to others in times of crisis or disaster. Nominations should include a summary of the actions that qualify for the award, plus verifying statements from at least two people having first-hand knowledge of the events in the nomination. Submissions are due by December 31 and, if the award is given, will be announced in the new year. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Jason, VK2LAW in Sydney.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au.
4: Operational News, I'm Felix VK, 4FUQ, 2015-2016. This weekend is the 58th Jamboree on the air. It is the largest scouting event in the world and in 2014 over 1.3 million scouts participated across 157 countries. When you hear these stations on air, please exchange greetings, messages with many young people who will be on the air. In this week's text edition is the official list of designated frequencies Jota stations will be using. One special Jota station at work will be SUA Jota from Cairo. All stations confirming QSO with SUA Jota during the Jamboree on the air will get the Pyramids Merit Award free. Crossing the Sand from Cairo, a joint team with members from the Qatar Amateur Radio Society, Danish Contest Academy and others will be very active from an impressive setup at the Disaster Management Camp compound in Al Khor, northern Qatar, SA73A in the CQ WWDX SSB contest, October 24 and 25. Operators are several new Qatari licensees and more experienced operators. They will be active from the compound and at the same time use the opportunity to display radio sport to visitors. The team will be setting up the station in the week prior to the contest and will be active with the regular club call sign a seventy-one A. QSL via A seventy-one A. After the CQ WWDX contest comes the WA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, the weekend of the fourteenth and fifteenth of November.
5: The two thousand and fifteen Spring VHF UHF Field Day is four weeks away. The bands from six meters through almost daylight will come alive over Saturday the fourteenth and Sunday the fifteenth of November beginning 0100 UTC in all call areas, other than VK6, where the contest starts at 0400 UTC. The rules follow the same pattern as the winter event this year. You'll find the rules on the WA website as usual. They will also appear in the November issue of Amateur Radio magazine out in a couple of weeks. The VHF UHF field days provide operators with the opportunity to head for the hills for a bit of fun and to see how far you can work. To encourage new blood to the field days, the subsections of single band only and four bands only were introduced. These are great places to start for foundation and standard licensees. Maybe even VK6s could have a bash and submit some logs. So you can join the contest with only modest equipment. The field days also generate plenty of activity from home stations. If you're planning to head for the hills next month, take heed of bushfire warnings. State authorities close access to some trails and hilltops, so you might need a plan B. And the fun's not done till you've submitted your log. Logging is made easy with the VKCL free software from Mike, VK3AVV, which you can download online. Get cracking. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News.
4: Especially when stationed the DX, beacon, repeater and some net advice. QTX means go away, DX's be aware. A new modern meeting is being put on the old Q code of QTX, and it may become popular with DXpeditions and DX's. QTX now means DX chase. It takes two to tango, which frees DXpedition from being played by precision persistent callers in an aggressive manner. As explained, when a DXpedition operator clearly gives the signal QTX to a particular call sign, that station should stop transmitting for a specified time but is welcome to return later with a different approach. It works both ways. QDX may also be used to a pilot station indicating that the DX operator on a band or at a time is out of their depth, leading to a chaotic situation. Originally, QDX was defined as meaning "Will you keep your station open for further communication with me until further notice, or until a certain time, which is only slight variation from its new DX application. The new Q code was revealed at the Vatican when the exes gathered for a dinner last weekend and put HV0A on air including the famed Marty Lane, OH2BH. An Australian DMR net operates on Sunday evenings at 19.30 hours Eastern Standard Time. Although more information may be found on the net at www.vkdmr.info, today we are joined by Glenn Dunstan, VK4DU, with more on the take-up of DMR.
6: Hello everyone, Digital Mobile Radio or DMR is a commercial digital radio protocol used by thousands of commercial land mobile radio networks worldwide. DMR uses time division multiple access or TDMA to provide two slots per radio channel. Each slot can carry independent voice conversations. This means that each DMR repeater provides two simultaneous voice channels using only one RF channel. DMR is a fully digital platform so repeaters can be directly connected together via IP. This allows very simple linking of repeaters in the next suburb or on the other side of the world. In 2011 a group of DMR system designers formed the DMR Mark Network. This is a worldwide network of more than 500 interconnected DMR amateur repeaters across 44 countries including Australia and New Zealand. More than 18,000 amateurs are registered on the network. Australian DMR amateur repeaters are located at Cairns, Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. More repeaters are coming online soon. All the repeaters are connected together, and also to the worldwide DMR network. You can regularly talk to stations all over the world, as well as across VK and ZL. DMR provides better noise rejection and weak signal performance than analogue radio systems. DMR signals will hang on much longer than analogue ones. DMR also has very good quality transmitted audio. DMR equipment is designed for commercial use. It is rugged, reliable and has very good RF performance. Equipment is available from a number of manufacturers with features ranging from simple to complex. Prices start from around $250. An Australian DMR net operates on Sunday evenings on the network at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'm Glenn, VK4DU, for the Australian DMR Network.
4: More information may be found on the web, vkdmr.info. 4U70 UN Headquarters The Daily DX reports October 24th the UN will celebrate its 70th anniversary of United Nations Day. In celebrations, the member of the United Nations Amateur Radio Club will be active as 4U70UN from the UN Garden in the vicinity of the complex. A special QSL will be available via HB9BOU. OT4 CLM is on the air to commemorate the Canadian Liberation March, a thirty three kilometre march that Canadian troops did to liberate the town of Gnocchi in nineteen forty four. The event takes place from the fifteenth of October to the fourteenth of November. Awards. Abbott National Park Chaser gets his award. Another certificate in the Keith Rocher Memorial National Parks Award has been issued, this time to David Poole, VK five PL, who has been steadily logging qualifying contacts. Well done on achieving 25 national parks worked for Level 2 in the award program. His first contact was with Little Desert in September 2013 and the 25th early this month in the Snowy River National Park. David VK5PL is a regular parks chaser who will look for many more VK3 national parks across the next activity period, only four weeks away, Friday 13 to Monday 16, November. All national parks involved, along with their days, times and frequencies, are on the award page of the Amateur Radio Victoria website. So far, 26 national parks have registered for the 5th annual period, and more are expected. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ iningham.
0: From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service, originating
7: from VK1 WIA. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, beginning at Digital. Digital Fox Telemetry decoder software version 1.0 available for download. Version 1.0 of the Fox Telem software, the Fox Telemetry decoder, is being released to enable setup, testing and debugging of your Fox 1A ground station, FOXTELEM is used to demodulate, store and analyze telemetry data from AMSAT's FOX series of CubeSats. FOX-1 satellites include two telemetry formats and FOXTELEM is supplied as an archive file for several platforms and the links we like for downloading can be found at AMSAT.org. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. ISS CubeSats deployed. Two Danish CubeSats carrying amateur radio payloads were successfully deployed from the International Space Station on Monday, October 5th. The two CubeSats, AAU-SAT-5 and GoMX 3 were deployed from the ISS Japanese Kibo module airlock using the Kibo robotic arm. After deployment, the CubeSats started transmitting signals to Earth that can be picked up by anyone with common amateur radio equipment. The frequencies to listen on are AAU-SAT-5, 437.425 437.425 MHz and Go MX3 437.250 MHz. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Groups Maritime Radio Officers Association New Publication. The Radio Officers Association has published The Long Silence Falls, Volume 2, a book of stories of the life and times of the Merchant Navy Radio Officer. The book is full of stories from ex radio officers covering topics such as war stories. First trips, last trips and voyages in between. Life on the ocean wave. Life ashore. Stories of Irish radio officers plus much more, including many photos of onboard radio equipment. The association also has a quarterly journal called QSO. For more information about the Long Silence Falls or the Radio Officers Association, go to radioofficers.com. Now, worldwide special interest groups, police, competition... 40th International Police Association Radio Club. The 40th Park Contest is coming up on the first weekend in November 2015. Further information is available on www.iparc.de. One show event is the 9th Caulfield Scout Hall in Rickard Avenue, Murrumbina in southeast suburban Melbourne. Cub Scout Commissioner for the Melbourne Region, Murray Taylor, VK3MJT, is planning radio direction finding emergency communications, and the working of DX stations. Now, worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio, Raynet Unification. For many years, two UK organisations, the RSGB and the RAEN, the Radio Amateurs Emergency Network, have been involved with organising emergency communications under the generic title of Raynet Subject to final approval, an agreement has been reached for the RSGB RayNet and the RAEN to come together as a single unified RayNet. RSGB Emergency Communication Committee Chairman Peter Thompson, GM1XCA, explained the benefits of combining the two groups into a single organisation, and that interview is available at the URL in this week's text edition. It's hoped that the unification into a single RayNet organisation may even be possible before the end of 2015. Now the Worldwide Special Interest Group's Youngsters on the Air. December is YOTA month. The IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group Chair, Lisa Linders, PA2LS, reports on Youngsters on the Air month, which takes place in December. The entire month of December, several youngsters will become active with YOTA as suffix in their call sign. The idea for this is to show the amateur radio hobby to youth and to encourage youngsters to be active on the ham radio waves. Feel free to make a QSO so with the youngsters. They're happy to get some attention and exchange information, particularly with us DX stations. Licensed and unlicensed youth will be making QSO, so beware. This could be their first radio contact ever, so give them a chance to experience a possible new hobby. That's all I have this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Well, hopefully you've learnt a little by listening to this WIA news service today. I certainly
1: have. We'll be doing it all again next week right here on your favourite RF or internet station. On the social scene, October, October 22 to 25 in VK4, it's Knolls Nutty Campers, the Puna Palms Caravan Park. October 25 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention at the Greyhound Track. In November... November the first in VK5 Adelaide Hills Annual Hamfest, Rosa Street, Goodwood. November fourteen in VK3 QRP by the Bay. Details from VK3 YE and the Rosebud Radio Fest, 9am at Rosebud. November twenty nine. Now till next we meet. I'm Graham VK4 BB. Walk softly.
0: From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service.